0: The House will return on Monday. They're scheduled to stay in session through Thursday. The Senate will also come back on Monday. They're also scheduled to stay in session through Thursday. But remember, the deadline to fund the government is Friday, so I wouldn't be surprised if the departure date slips by a day or maybe even two or three. And once they're done, both houses will be on their Easter recess for two weeks. The Senate returns Monday, April 9th. The House will return on Tuesday, April 10th. Last week on the House floor, the House returned on Tuesday. They passed a bill under suspension of the rules. Also on Tuesday, the House passed H.R. 4909, the Student, Teachers, and Officers Preventing School Violence Act of 2018. That's the Stop School Violence Act of 2018 by a vote of 407 to 10. Then the House passed H.R. 1116, the Taking Account of Institutions with Low Operation Risk. That's the Taylor Act by a vote of 247 to 169. Forgive me, I said that was Tuesday, that was actually on Wednesday. On Thursday, the House passed H.R. 4263, the Regulation and Improvement Act, by a vote of 246 to 170. Then the House took up and passed H.R. 4545, the Financial Institutions Examination Fairness and Reform Act by a vote of 283 to 133. Then the House passed a rule governing floor consideration of two bills that'll be on the floor this week, and then they were done so this week on the house floor they'll return tomorrow with the first vote set for 6:30 pm at that time they're scheduled to take up 11 bills under suspension of the rules on tuesday the house is scheduled to take up hr 4566 the alleviating stress test burdens to help investors act the house may also consider hr 5247 the trickett wendler frank mongello jordan McLinn, and matthew bellina Right to Try Act of 2018. They tried to pass that under suspension of the rules last week, but did not get the two-thirds majority necessary. So they're going to line it up and try again this week. And of course, at some point in the week, the House will attempt to pass an omnibus spending bill to fund the government through the rest of the fiscal year. As Congressman Meadows suggested, we think that's likely to come to the floor on Wednesday. Last week on the Senate floor, Senate came back to work last Monday and voted to invoke cloture on the Crapo Amendment to S-2155. That's the Dodd-Frank Reform Bill. That was the Manager's Amendment to finalize the changes to the bill. On Wednesday, the Senate passed the Manager's Amendment by a vote of 67 to 31. Then the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the amended bill, also by a vote of 67 to 31. And then the Senate voted to pass the bill, yet again, by a vote of 67 to 31. Later Wednesday evening, Majority Leader McConnell filed cloture on H.R. 1865, the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. Finally, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Kevin McAleenan to be Commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and then they were done. So, this week on the Senate floor, they return tomorrow. First vote set for 5.30. That'll be a vote to confirm Kevin McAleenan to be Commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Then they'll resume consideration of H.R. 1865, the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. And at some point before Friday, I expect the Senate will take up an omnibus spending bill. On the FBI front, two items of note this week. First, former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe was fired on Friday night, less than two days short of retiring with his full pension benefits. Attorney General Sessions cited both the Department of Justice Inspector General and the Office of Professional Responsibility in announcing the decision. Both offices had recommended McCabe be fired for, quote, lack of candor in statements he had made to FBI officials following the October 2016 release of information to the media. On Saturday, Democrat Congressman Mark Poken of Wisconsin announced that he had offered McCabe a job to work on, quote, election security in the Congressman's office, quote, so that he can reach the needed length of service, unquote, to retire with full benefits. A spokesman for McCabe acknowledged the offer and did not rule it out. Quote, we are considering all options, she said. According to a former federal official with knowledge of retirement rules, quote, the job doesn't matter, so much as the fact that he's working within the federal government with the same retirement benefits until or after his 50th birthday end quote frankly whether he gets his full retirement benefits or not is less important than the fact that the attorney general followed the recommendation of the ig and opr mccabe crossed a line and was called out for it and the attorney general responded appropriately mccabe was held accountable for his actions and that's what's important here Second, Senators Chuck Grassley, Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, and Tom Tillis, all of whom are members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, on Thursday sent a letter to Attorney General Sessions seeking the appointment of a second special counsel to investigate the department's handling of the investigation into Trump transition team or campaign officials. In doing so, they are backing up the argument made last week by Congressman Bob Goodlad and Trey Gowdy that the Justice Department's Inspector General lacks the power to compel testimony from people who do not work for the Department of Justice. Attorney General Sessions is, to be, is believed to be looking into the possibility of appointing a second special counsel. On the immigration front, there was apparently some movement last week on White House backing for a proposal to offer Three years of protection for so-called dreamers in exchange for three years of wall funding, a deal that would need to be attached to the omnibus spending bill. But it met resistance among Republicans on Capitol Hill. Conservative House Republicans in particular were so turned off by the possibility that they let it be known that it would threaten Speaker Ryan's position. Said Republican Steve King of Iowa, quote, forcing amnesty into a must-pass bill that's beyond the toleration level of conservatives in this conference, end quote. Mark Meadows echoed the thought, saying, quote, why would we punt this to three years when we potentially have a different Congress? I see no rationale for us to do this, end quote. Perhaps more importantly, with the March 5 DACA deadline having slipped because of legal challenges to the president's order, there's no sense of urgency on finding a resolution. And it's one of the most difficult public policy questions Congress is trying to resolve. So trying to solve it in a week and put it in a funding bill would be a very heavy lift. We'll keep our eyes peeled, but for now I'm feeling confident that no DACA fix is going to find its way into the omnibus bill. On the Iran front, the departure of Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and his replacement by current CIA Director Mike Pompeo, about which we'll talk at greater length in a few moments, could mean the end for the Iran nuclear deal, which next has to be certified by the President by May 12th. In discussing his decision to remove Tillerson, President Trump mentioned only one area of disagreement over policy, and the disagreement was over Iran. Quote, we disagreed on things, Trump said. When you look at the Iran deal, I think it's terrible. I guess he thought it was OK. I wanted to either break it or do something, and he felt a little bit differently. So we were not really thinking the same." End quote. Pompeo, on the other hand, was a strong opponent of the Iran deal while he served in Congress. And as CIA director, his animus towards the Iranian regime has only grown. He recently put the CIA officer who led the hunt for Osama bin Laden in charge of the CIA's operations desk for Iran. But Pompeo's confirmation to his new post as Secretary of State is not assured. Meanwhile, Senator Bob Corker suggested this morning on CBS's Face the Nation that he believes it's likely that President Trump will pull us out of the Iran deal in May. On the Obamacare front, there are still some Republicans trying to insert language into the omnibus spending bill, bailing out health insurance companies with tens of billions of dollars of taxpayer money. And there are still many Republicans who are opposed to that and are doing their best to prevent a bailout. Our latest information suggests the bailouts are going to be included in the omnibus, but we won't be sure until we see the bill later in the week. In the meantime, Republican Senator John Barrasso has introduced S-2507, This is the bill that Congressman Meadows was just talking about. It's called the Improving Choices in Health Care Coverage Act, S-2507, the Improving Choices in Health Care Coverage Act, which would enshrine in legislation the proposed rule offered a few weeks ago by the Trump administration, which would extend back to 364 days, the length of time that a short-term, limited-duration health care plan could be in effect the Brasso legislation would go a step further and allow for renewal of those plans so people could have more choice in their healthcare options. On the spending front, we still haven't seen a draft of the omnibus spending bill that'll have to be voted on before the end of the week to keep the federal government open. Now to staffing. So, there were several key changes in Trump administration staffing last week. Late last Friday, White House Chief of Staff John Kelly spoke with Secretary of State Rex Tillerson who was in Africa on a diplomatic mission, to inform him that the president had decided to make a change. Tillerson asked if the announcement could be held off until after he had returned to U.S. soil, so the news didn't break until a Trump tweet on Tuesday morning, about five hours after Tillerson had returned. The president announced his intention to move Mike Pompeo from his position as CIA director to take over the job of secretary of state, And he also announced that Pompeo's deputy at CIA, a career CIA officer by the name of Gina Haspel, would be promoted to director of the CIA. Senator Rand Paul has announced he will vote against both their confirmations, which could make matters more complicated. With Senator McCain now regularly missing votes because of his cancer treatment, that effectively cuts the number of Republican votes in the Senate from 51 to 50. And with Senator Paul's announced opposition to both Pompeo and Haspel, That means the administration will need at least a few Democrats to vote to confirm. Pompeo had 15 Democrat votes for his confirmation as director of the CIA. Presumably, at least a few of them would vote to confirm him as Secretary of State. But in this highly polarized atmosphere, when the midterm elections are just eight months away, who knows? Haspel's nomination has a tougher road ahead. Unlike Pompeo, the Senate never confirmed her to her position as Deputy Director of the CIA for the simple reason the position doesn't require Senate confirmation. That means there's no list of a dozen or 15 Democratic Senators who have already voted once to confirm her to a position in the Trump administration. Second, earlier in her career at CIA, she supervised a so-called CIA black site in Thailand, where terror suspects were subjected to enhanced interrogation techniques, including waterboarding. Contrary to some of the reporting that was done at the time of her promotion to deputy director in early 2017, she was not in charge of the site when Abu Zubaydah was waterboarded 83 times. Nevertheless, it is believed that she advocated for the destruction of videotapes of the interrogation sessions, and that will be problematic. So, Gina Haspel's confirmation hearings are going to renew a debate about torture and the proper methods of prosecuting the war on terror. Stay tuned. We also learned this week of a possible third personnel move in the upper ranks of the Trump administration. According to the Washington Post, the president has decided to remove National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster from his position Chief of Staff John Kelly disputes this and said so publicly on Friday. We'll wait and see. And that's our Washington Report for this week.